Today's guest is a coach who examines our emotional relationship with food and teaches that health is so much more than simply eating well. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Welcome, Giant Builders. I have Piana Hutchinson here today, and we're going to talk about nutrition. So, hello, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Lois. Great. And you are a plant-based nutritional coach. Can you tell us mm-hmm. what that means? Okay, so, so plant-based is similar to vegan and very often is used uh, interchangeably. But there are slight differences. So vegan is more of a whole philosophy of life and, you know, a movement, which is based on very often ethical reasons, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, why why people define themselves by what they don't eat for reasons that are obviously very valid. Now, plant-based is... Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be 100% plant-based. So people can have occasionally fish or meat, but it is more based on the choices that we make in food and what we focus on eating more. And it's um, very often is, there's a, there's a three, uh, you know, three spots, like uh, personal health, health of the uh, planet, and then obviously uh, animal welfare as well. What type of vegetables are best for us? So, okay. So if we're talking about plants, the what we should focus our um, diet around are legumes. Uh, so plants like beans and peas and okay. chickpeas, lentils, uh, then grains and pseudo-grains. Uh, fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds so that's the you know that would that should be the the five groups that we should focus around mainly our diet what we eat sometimes i get tired of vegetables how (laughs) i (laughs) just be honest with you sometimes like vegetables what i do to make them more (laughs) interesting more tasty Mm. So the thing to do, for example, to avoid that rut, because we do get stuck in a rut, you know, because first of all, especially if we work, if we have family uh, or both, it's it it happens very often that we get stuck in a rut. So that's not, you know, you're not alone. I'm like that myself. You know, it, it's just something that happens because we live busy lives and we want to make it easy for us. So then we have five, six or seven meals that we constantly circle around pretty much every week so one of the ways to increase that variety is to try to eat seasonal because every season will carry certain types of fruits and vegetables and plants um, um, by itself so that could give us that variety the other thing is uh, to obviously increase some seasoning 
um, add plenty of spices and herbs, not only because they give us flavor and they make our food delicious, but also because they are very powerful antioxidants. Mm. So they will have that detox of our body and help us, you know, get rid of um, that oxidative stress. And it's just, uh, just apart from making it delicious, it's very practical and very good for us. So that's, that's a, a second thing. And the overall thing that we could try to do is maybe focus rather on counting calories, for example, which very often people uh, do, especially when if they are on a weight loss journey or, or weight maintenance. Another thing could be to maybe instead of counting calories, count number of plants. So interesting thing would be to have, for example, around 30 uh, different plants that we should add or have within a week. So that will ensure that variety. It will also help build up our microbiome, uh, which are good bacteria in our, in our gut, and to, to help maintain our health, you know, build our immune system, just overall help our, our general health. So that could be another way to, to look at it. And that will ensure that variety. Yeah, I think I sometimes even get stuck on spices, you know, so it's like right now yeah. I'm kind of in a cinnamon mood. <laughs> so everything's got cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My chili yeah. has cinnamon. My spaghetti yeah. has cinnamon. <laughs> My tea <laughs> has cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so That is true. You know, another also thing would be as well, well, for those who like to, to, uh, experiment maybe mm-hmm. I for example like to try new dishes and from different cuisines so and because I like cooking I don't mind that and um, you know because that this is what I do so cooking is part of my job and I combine their you know pleasure and and business so I like to explore and then uh, try new meals and dishes from different cuisines, which also allows exploring uh, different spices. But I do understand that not everyone has time or affinity to do that. You know, just doesn't enjoy really spending time in the kitchen, which is fair enough. All right. So how much nutritional value is decreased when we buy frozen vegetables? Is that, a, is that like, oh, that's the worst thing we can do or are we okay? Actually, we are okay. Because what happens is, very often, or the, the idea of frozen fruits and vegetables is that they are pecked at the peak of their season. So they're very ripe and they have that maximum nutritional value and they are uh, blast frozen. So that all that is preserved. So actually, when we do buy frozen, uh, that helps us on more than one level. Uh, first of all, it's sometimes it can be better actually than you know, you go to the supermarket, for example, and go to that green part where fruits and vegetables are. And sometimes they will be withered and not necessarily that fresh because they were sitting there for a couple of days or more. So frozen in that case would be better. Uh, The second thing is it also helps us save time. So we don't have to peel them. You know, we don't have to wash them. Save us sometimes money as well, which is one of the for example, things that people are concerned at in this particular moment in time. And b- because we don't spend as much, right? We just take from the bag, 
what we need mm -hmm. and leave the rest for some other time. So, it, and it reduces waste as well. So it's actually, in addition to nutritional value, it helps other aspects of our, of our everyday life. But no, it doesn't decrease um, actually nutritional value. And sometimes it can no. be better. <laughs> that's good. Because that's one of my, my favorite things. And my husband goes a little crazy mm. because like I'll get the Costco size, you know, mixed vegetable yeah. thing. And then yeah. that's what we eat until it's gone. And there's only two of us. So that lasts yeah. like a whole month. <laughs> Yeah, but that's good. That's good. Yeah. Because, you know, first of all, it's easier time. You don't necessarily have to go to the supermarket again, you know, or sit online and order it, obviously, because it's only two of you. So you don't spend as much, you don't use right. as much. So that, you know, that would definitely help you reduce waste. And maybe sometimes you buy more and you, you know, it looks fresh and pretty and beautiful, but then you don't need it. And then you end up throwing it away. So, you know, it's definitely helping um, buying frozen. Okay, so what are some of the top nutritional vegetables? Is it Popeye spinach or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, one of the, you know, I don't, very often you will hear superfoods, right? People talk mm -hmm. about super superfoods. I don't necessarily believe in superfoods because every food has um, its own plethora of qualities and, you know, values that help us. However, there is a group of, plants that if they if I you know if I would follow that superfoods characteristics they would be right there on top and that's legumes because they are absolutely amazing they're they're powerhouses with and they um, are rich with protein fiber which is very important for our gut health calcium iron magnesium phosphorus so these are absolutely crucial things for our um, vitamin B as well. So crucial for our uh, overall health. And if, you know, if there is something that we need to eat every day and would absolutely do us good, that's legumes okay. in any shape, for, shape and form. So that's, that could be, you know, it could be dips, for example, like hummus, for example, or, you know, a chili, like bean chili or uh, soya milk or tofu, uh, you know, so in, in any shape and form, if we could include serving or two a day, that it would be absolutely brilliant. Okay, let's talk a little bit about emotional eating. All right. So if I get really stressed, mm -hmm. I would like to say it's easy for me to grab an avocado and put a little chocolate chip on it. Mm -hmm. But honestly, if I get a little stressed, it's like grab that ice cream bar. So how can we... Mm -hmm. What's your suggestion for us is like if we're emotionally stressed and like we really need something sweet, what would you suggest that we grab? Okay, so I've been there myself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it's one of the reasons how I um, discovered actually this lifestyle and how I um, managed to get on it. But um, emotional eating was one of the things that, that bothered me before. What, what would definitely help, for example, is either, and that is also one of the questions that I get asked the most, so what are healthy snacks? Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so, so healthy snacks would, for example, be avocado with some chocolate chip or say dates with some peanut butter and why not dark chocolate or some, 
you know, um, flabjag bars, things like that. But there is also another thing that we we could pay attention, and that is what is it that got us into that state, right? Is there anything else apart from food that would help us get rid of that emotion? You know, I I don't necessarily recommend, for example, if we're talking about eating, you know, very often you will hear routine, which is very important, and maybe eating meals at the same time every day, which does help. However, it's also important that we follow our body and our mind. So if we feel that we're hungry, we should definitely eat that. So one of the things to do when we go for, for say, something sweet, say chocolate bar, is ask ourselves, Are we? do we really need that chocolate bar? Is there anything else that we can do? Because not only will that help our nutrition, and I know this is very easy to say, and it's much easier to say than do, but I also know that it's possible because I've been there myself. <laughs> so so it's, it's really being mindful and snapping out of that going for chocolate. I'm going for that chocolate, but do I really need that chocolate bar? Is there, you know, maybe it would help if you go for a walk, if you go and punch a boxing bag, if you have it, <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> you know, if you go and scream in your pillow, yep, that also counts. That's also fine. But the point is that we get rid of that emotion, right? Mm. And I'm sure there is another way of getting rid of it that will not be as detrimental to our health long-term as that chocolate bar may be. You know, so it's, it's really just getting in touch with ourselves at that moment. Yeah, of course it's okay to eat sometimes chocolate bar. I go and eat chocolate bar, you know, occasionally. I, do, I, I, I go and I make that choice and I do it. But it's important to not do it every time, right? So if occasionally that happens, yes. Now I'm lucky enough, I have a um, punching bag in our shed down the down in the, at the end of the garden. So I do that as, as well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, it's really being in touch and just um, being in contact with our own thoughts and feelings and, and just checking in. Do I really need that chocolate? Is there anything else that I could do? that also very often we confuse, our brain confuses the hunger and thirst. So very often we would go for food when we actually need water. And one of the things that majority of people that come to me is that they don't drink enough water. We generally don't because we replace it with coffee or tea or soda. And we think, yeah, I'm fine. I'll just have a glass of soda. But water is what we need. So that's another thing that we could do if I'm, you know, if you if you think of going for a chocolate, yeah, it could be that, you know, you got upset and you really want chocolate, but maybe having a glass of water and going for a walk can also help with getting rid of that same emotion. Yeah, that probably would be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what would a first meeting with you look like? A first meeting with me. Well, we would call, uh, speak like this on Zoom. So we would 
connect face to face, closest face to face. If if people are not local to me, mm-hmm. I also have um, a couple of local clients, so that makes it really uh, easy. And I enjoy that part because it brings us back to normal life and mm-hmm. the life as it used to be about three years ago. But we would definitely meet for the first time, and then people would tell me about their health whether they are, um, they have any diagnosis, uh, any intolerances or anything about health that is important for me to know. So I don't recommend, you know, any foods that would actually harm them or uh, cause any discomfort at the beginning, because often I work with people who have digestive issues uh, for different reasons. So obviously we have to be careful um, at the beginning I would also talk uh, very extensively and ask a lot of questions about their lifestyle. So how much time they have? Uh, do they have family? You know, it, is anybody in the family facing any health issues? Are they supportive of the choices that uh, my client is making? Because that is also important. Because uh, my, my job is to make life easier uh, for my clients. So these are all things that need to be included. Uh, what are their kitchen skills you know do they do they or either do they know how to cook or do they enjoy spending time in the kitchen sometimes people know how to cook but they don't necessarily like to or if they can for example I'm I'm sure in the U.S. is the same you have all these services who deliver uh, meals that where you can order uh, catering and they actually deliver and they can be accommodating to health needs and requirements of, of their clients as well. So it would be very extensive, uh, about an hour meeting that where they tell me all about their health and all about their lifestyle. So also that includes routines such as sleep and stress management, working hours, type of job they, that they do, if they do, things like that so I actually have a full picture and can offer them the best program that will work for them so you know accommodate say if they have half an hour a day to prepare meals then I don't come back with some recipe that asks you know calls for an hour and a half of cooking because that wouldn't work you know things like that yeah so I see on your information that you have a membership program what does that entail so I do have membership um, it's a it's a month to month uh, on a monthly basis me- membership, and what we do there in the community we have I have like a month cycle four week cycle. So one week we talk about nutrition, um, healthy aspects of the food we eat, all sorts of different questions that I get asked pretty much every day, and then we work on that and answer answer that. And then second week is Uh, talking about self-care because health is not just what we eat it's also how we sleep and the quality of our sleep and stress management and creativity whether we use that creativity of ours or not whether we are aware of it or not um, changing habits language that we use self-talk boundaries things like that because these are all important for our overall health and self-care um, aspect of our, of our life. The third week is usually cook-along or cooking workshop. And these are my favorite because either people will spend the time with me while I cook in my kitchen and that will go live, 
or I will put my ingredients up front and then they can, uh, you know, found ingredients and uh, find ingredients and then we can cook together. And then the, the fourth week uh, very often is different experts or coaches like myself, but dealing with some other parts or and aspects of our um, everyday life. And I would bring them along and uh, they would either give their own workshop and answer questions. And it's really interesting because we, we will share articles and, you know, questions and um, all my clients, whether they sign up for the group program or for membership itself, have access to membership. And then if, you know, if, when they finish the program, they can carry on in the membership or leave all together if, uh, you know, if they're happy with where they are in their lifestyle after we finish the, the program. So yes, membership is, um, is really something that I enjoy. I always wanted, you know, I always wanted that maybe if I don't know, two or three, when I started my business, I always thought, oh, wow, it would be amazing if I could have a membership. And I always thought about memberships as all these um, hundreds and thousands of people of, but it's actually really a group of people and it can be started very simply on any of the platforms, just a, a small community where um, it can get quite intimate and quite open. Um, it's like a safe space for people to bring out their questions and issues and challenges and wins, you know, if they lose certain number of uh, pounds or, you know, uh, get a new, whatever it is, it's, it's a really good space. Yeah. Oh yeah. A great place for support. It sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. People Especially for those needs. who don't have support. Yes, yes, exactly. Especially for those who don't necessarily have support at home, for example, sometimes mm -hmm. that it's a good good place to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, how do people contact you? What well, they can find me on Facebook. I spend most of my time on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, because I work with entrepreneurs, uh, professional women or professionals, uh, but mainly women are um, my clients and expert women as well. So these two platforms or just my email and uh, I'm always happy to, to respond and yeah, carry on conversation about the okay. problem that we have. We'll put those links below. Thank well, you. Yeah, no problem. Any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Don't overthink it. If you're trying to change your um, lifestyle and uh, trying to be healthy, don't overthink it. Don't go 100% in overnight. Very rarely it works. Just, just take your time. Take one day at a time and uh, you'll get there. Yeah, so you kind of remind me, um, listeners, if you haven't seen Shiraj Babo's interview, he talks a lot about mindset, so that would be something good to go back and review, mm. too. So, well, I appreciate your time yeah. and information. It was great to talk to you. Thank you very much, Lois. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, Giant Builders. I appreciate you so much, and just really thank you very much for being listeners. If you have any questions or any speakers you'd like to see, let me know. Bye. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.